Yo, what up, though? This is Esham, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg, and you rocking with the Connected Experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the Connected Experience. Chill. Oh, yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color, and you rocking with the Connect Experience. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, a.k.a. T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should, too. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. And what's the Connected Experience, bro? Our lifestyle, the lifestyle, our, our lifestyle. lifestyle. How that lifestyle doing for you? It, it's treating me the best I've ever been treated in my life, man. Like I, like I say, bro, like I can't imagine like, like not knowing dope people or being able to be connected with the people that we want to actually sit down with. That's fucking phenomenal, bro. You so, earned it. Yeah, yeah. So what you got going on? What you working on? Uh, right now, man, I'm just working on being a better me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, uh... You're probably still eating dairy, though. That's not uh, helping. Yeah, that, that's, not, that's not making you a better you. <laughs> fucking cheese. But you know, yeah. I, you know what? I already put it in my brain. Like, I ain't fucking with that shit no more. You know what I'm saying? You got to get healthy. You got to get healthier. Here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, I don't, I don't want to be fat no more, man. And the only way <laughs> is to change my eating habits because yeah. I'm probably not going to work out. So yeah. I better right. just change, change my eating, eating habits. habits. So what else you got going on? What you uh, working on? Career wise, career wise, man, we getting gearing up for that book, dog. You yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. You got that book coming, Animal uh, Instinct, the, the Urban, Urban Jungle. Jungle. You know what I'm saying. I finished it. Uh, I finished it. I also read it before it was printed, but you actually added more. And I said, yo, if I didn't know him, this is dope. Yeah, yeah you feel yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I need somebody who don't got no ties or nothing to me. To I don't care about their opinion, but I just want to hear it. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying. So I was like, yo, this story is really flowing together because, like, uh, shit you talked about in the beginning. Because that's how it happened from different perspectives. So right, when you're right. talking about something in the story, and then you lead up to that, and then that stuff happening. Like going forward is like because everybody yeah, had yeah, their yeah. different perspectives. The pre-order you know? link could be up in a little while. You know what I'm saying? By yeah. by the time y'all hear this, the pre-order link should be out. It's gonna be uh, for pre-order on Amazon, Apple iBooks, Kaboo, which is the biggest uh uh ebook site for uh Japan, okay, and Canada, and then um it was another one, and Barnes and Nobles. Okay, so it's only gonna be two ninety nine. It's Definitely well worth it. You know what I'm saying? I okay. can't wait. S.L. Jackson is my author name, The Urban Jungle with okay. the Animal Instinct, The Urban Jungle. I just started writing part two, man, so I'm excited. Like, the yeah. creative shit is flowing. Yeah. Part two, I got to have it done by a certain time because it's going to sweep the nation. They're going to want another one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then I'm, working on ready. Some, yeah, I'm working on some quick strike shit when we drop the physicals. Yeah. So you got a word? Yeah, I do got a word, bro. It's legacy. Anything handed down from the past is from ancestors or predecessors. What about you? I got a word, too. It's invincible. Too powerful to be defeated or overcome. Why was that your word? Now, bro? when we first started this, man, we sat on with uh, PC. Of course, you know people know that's like our uh, younger brother. I don't say our little, little brother because we adults, man, you know. Yeah. But that's like our younger brother, and um, he a platinum selling producer. And that same day, we had kid in here. You know, we love kid just being. Like making that phenomenal music that the city party to, and then later we had Filthy Rockwell, and then we end up having Nick Speed. But all while we having these people, it's a list of producers in our head, and we saying yeah. we need AK, right, we need right. Tone Scott. You feel what I'm saying? So it just so happens that we have an ally in common, which is Rock Sykes. We told Rock, "Hey, we need AK." Right. I came down. We actually had two allies. Yeah, yeah. Al Prophet. Al Prophet. So we sat down with uh, Rock. 
probably in May because our birthday is around the same time. And we told him, yeah, hey, we need AK. You know what I'm saying? Because what people don't realize when it comes to the Detroit sound, those people I, I named and a few others helped shape the, the sound. sound. And you definitely was one of them. So like we like to do, speak things into existence. We sitting here with the legendary Tom Scott, a.k.a. AK. From Oops Entertainment. What's going on, bro? What's up, man? Appreciate it. I'm glad y'all had me here today, man. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time coming, man. We've been huge fans for like a long time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we've been on the Detroit. Like we was telling you out there, uh, Prince Vince, our godfather. So we, we, you know what I'm saying? We we staples in this shit. We know all about this shit. So let's talk about you, though. Like, um, talk about growing up on Puritan. Because like, Uh. like, 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 that's a thing. Like, so let's talk about growing up on Puritan. Shit, growing up on Puritan is, it's an adventure in itself. Like, you had everything on Puritan, whether it was good or bad, yeah. you know. You you had a, you actually had a choice because there were, were so many things on Puritan. Like, I grew up on Puritan and Quincy. On one corner, I had Keith Washington and his family. And down the street is the church, which was Reverend Clark, which was the Clark sister's father. Yeah. yeah. So I was destined to be because I'm in the middle of that shit even though I was young but all everybody on the block from DJing to to music to like they were serious about like doing it and I just kind of watched it and adapted the shit and and was the, the most serious out the neighborhood uh, okay so so you uh you the youngest of five and, and and y'all have a musical family like define what you meant by when you said that you have a musical family like were your parents in the music or just was it all the siblings yeah well my mother and her sisters, you know, they, they used to record back in the day. Okay. And then my father, which, you know, I'm, I give you guys this jewel. <laughs> my father's cousin is Barry Gordon. Okay. okay. So it's in the blood. We, yeah. We're the home of exclusives, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so, so I guess, you know, I, I never really tell people any of that, you know, because it's a documentary story that's coming that I'm going to tie all that shit into so they yeah. can actually see it because my father did about 28 years in jail and him and Barry used to go try to be like uh, Joe Lewis. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. then when he left, then it was kind of like there was no mentor there for me to even have a real connection with the Gordys. Yeah. But but I found a way in and me, Kerry Gordy, the, you know, them niggas was putting their songs out because they was cool with uh, Will I Am and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I never wanted to pursue it up under the Gordy. Nah, yeah, you want to do it your own way. And yeah. it's the reason why I stayed around and mentor guys like Hell of a, the Filthy Rockwells, uh, even Kid. Me and Kid went to high school together. And yeah. I just kind of, you know, took a lot of them guys up under my wing and showed them, like, man, we could do this shit ourselves. We ain't got to go nowhere. Right, right now. Back to growing up on Puritan, like, the 80s come. And it's the it's the drug era, it's the crack boom. Like, how old are you in, when 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 crack first, when you knew that crack hit the scene? When crack hit the scene, I probably was ten. Ten, yeah. And it probably was people in your neighborhood, probably fourteen, getting big money. Yeah. Well, I was approached by one of the original YBIs, and yeah. I was actually about to go and and sit in the spot. Yeah. And the guy, you know, he was a neighborhood. Um, he was a good OG in the neighborhood, and he was like, you want to get this money? I was like, yeah, but he cared. And what I mean by that, when I was supposed to go work and sell, you know, drugs in the home, they used to put the dope fiends in the house and lock the armor guard with a young guy. 
Yeah. And it just so happened, the dope fiend killed one of the young boys, and he was like, I can't put you in the house. Because of what happened. Yeah. Right. Like, he can't have that yeah. on him because like, he obviously seen something yeah. in you. Well, most of the guys didn't give a fuck. Yeah. But he, he actually gave a fuck. So he was like, nah, Tom, go this way. Yeah. So when what what was your first entry into the music? Like, when did you say, like, I want to actually be a part of music? Because you said <laughs> you grew up in the middle of the church in the Washington's. Keith Washington was actually uh, married to one of my homeboys mother's boyfriend's daughters if that makes sense <laughs> oh, you feel what i'm saying yeah. but my homeboy knew him yeah you feel this was a yeah. long time you know what i'm saying because uh he ended up coming to angst somehow but it was because of that lady okay. you, feel, you right. feel what i'm saying so like what made you say i want to what attracted you to the music what i'm gonna tell you my older brother he was off into you know the dance and shit and music and we you know back then they used to have <laughs> The uh the vinyl with the instrumental on the flip side. So yeah. we had, you know, Sugar Hill Gang. So my other brother, both of us, well, all three of us, we learned the verses, and then we just recorded, hit record, and we rapped everybody's part. And, yeah. it, and right from that point, I felt like, oh, this shit felt good. Like yeah, power. Like, yeah. The bug came from then. Yeah. And then I'm gonna be honest, like y'all, when you spoke about your Godfather, when I seen Vince, is when I was like, oh shit. It can't happen for me because Vince was the the first person I seen locally. Yeah, doing it like damn near on a major level. Like, yeah, oh, this nigga the truth. Yeah, the, niggas tell us stories and he'd be like, nigga, I'm about to go to New York, come back with a bag of money and the yeah. and all the Gucci out no, there. No, you he know was, what I said? He was he was he used to bet Big Daddy Kane and him on stage. That you know when he had Gino too, the, yeah. the, the DJ, and they would fuck them niggas up on stage. Yeah, and 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 actually. And I, I I was just there. I was watching the DMWs, the Vinces, and all them niggas. Like, oh shit! Yeah, like it can happen. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So, did you want to be a rapper first, or how did the well, production? Well, the DJ well, was rapping. a nigga, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I started off rapping first, yeah. and then when I uh my I picked up a partner, we needed a DJ, so I started DJing. Yeah. And that's what made me, you know, I, I always played the missing piece, and that's when my management company used to be missing piece because. I would slide to whatever role. We need to be, I play, uh, we need a manager, I'll talk to him. Okay, yeah. and so what year is this that you like, yo, we about to do this? Because, like, the city was on fire with rappers. Like, when you say Prince, <coughs> excuse me, Prince Vince, Rap Mafia. Uh, awesome Dre. Awesome Dre, Detroit, Detroit Most Wanted. Wanted. Doc Chill. Yeah, Doc Chill, Merciless Amir. Like, the city Chaos is on fire. Yeah. Yeah. So, where do you fit in at this? You still, are you, I, I, are, I, I are you the young boy? Yeah, I, I hadn't recorded. I was still I was still a guy watching everybody. Yeah. Just taking it all in, waiting for my time. Yeah. And, and was and was happy and to be like, damn, I'm going to the Brotherhood. Uh, Brian Piccolo and Cole Medina got some raps. Yeah. Oh, shit. Then it was the grand grand quarters, Latin quarters. They switched the name a few times, Polo Club. And I would go and I would see these. And I'm like, then they got dance routines and shit. And yeah. so then my first time, um, rapid dance, which was on the scene. Yeah. Me and my partner, we went and got in that shit. And I was on rapid dance, like '86 or something like that. Yeah. And then I, from that point, I had just always been in it. Yeah. Ain't no looking back now. You, you uh, at one point uh, with the music, you had a deal early on. Yeah. Yeah. So like like talk about like leading up to that because before that it was like, can people in Detroit really get deals? I know yeah. pr- Vince was actually signed to Polygram. I think he was right. the first solo artist right. signed to Polygram in the nation, but it really didn't pan out. 
So unless you was in the know, we you wouldn't know right. like he was even on the label. So like talk about like the grind leading up to actually getting what people think is the end RBR, which is a record deal. Well, record I, I would never tell anybody to stray away from what may work for them because everybody's yeah. not smart enough to run their own company. Right. You know, so for me, I, I've always been intelligent and wise enough to do my own label. Yeah. But what happened was a guy named Glenn Cannon, um, which is Demetrius Holloway's brother. Yeah. His and son is like, I fuck with his son. Like, I know his son. Glenn. Like, yeah, little, little Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. yeah. And, see, yeah. and see, Glenn Glenn seen me perform at a, uh, we had like Street Noise, which was Glenn. I wound up going up under his imprint, which he had a subsidiary label up under Al Bell. Which was Stax Records back in the day, you know, yeah. Booker T, MG, yeah. and Donna, you know, all, a lot of gang of motherfuckers. But at the time when I signed, the only artist over there was uh, Tag Team, Big Ass Record. Whoop, there it is. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was my label, man. I was fucking them niggas up on on shows. Yeah, and um, Prince had wind up signing, so we were all label mates at the time. So. That's Prince, what that's what like, my pur- yeah. purple red. Yeah, yeah you said that so yeah. like yeah. Nashalali. So you was yeah. a label mate with Prince. That's yeah. dope. Because man. because so, see for me, when you get in the game, it's like anybody that's in the game. Like yeah, I look up to you, but, but shit, yeah, we all I'm equal now. now. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we are, yeah, yeah. So if they say the money's for him or you, it's just for me. Yeah, yeah. I I know who you are. But damn, I'm putting the same passion in it. You know, he's a fucking genius, but shit. I am too. All right, and, yeah. and and that's I went through that same thing while y'all saying that with with Glenn on my contract. He's like, "Damn, motherfucker, you act like I'm signing Michael Jackson." I said, "Nigga, you are right. right. You, yeah. you, <laughs> you should we, feel like that." He went yeah. back and forth. I was like, "I give a fuck about me if you don't." Right. Yeah. And uh, he he made that speech at we did a a, a street noise twenty year anniversary and Glenn Glenn seen me perform and I hadn't performed a record in like twenty years. Yeah. Got up there and the whole people was like. Who the fuck is this? And Glenn was like, Dad, like this nigga is, because I don't even listen to, I, like I don't listen to my music. I, when I record it, I'm done with it. I don't even want to hear it. Straight yeah. up? Yeah. So how you know uh, if people fucking with it, just if everybody else listening to it? Well, I, I kind of keep my ear to the street. Yeah. Like I'm not one of them guys that say, I don't listen to other shit. Like yeah, that's how yeah. I stay relevant. It's like it's like a boxer trainer. You better watch. Who the fuck you about to fight? Yeah. Or you going to get knocked the fuck out. Because you don't know what he yeah. got coming. So, so I listen. I turn the radio on. And I, I'm always listening to the youth. And I fuck with a lot of DJs, yeah. too. So back to being label mates with Tag Team and Prince. What was the, uh, uh like, so you come in you come in with Glenn. And what single is what got you the deal? What, well, what? I had a record called Step Up Thickness. Okay. And um, I had a friend at the radio station. Who was who was really supporting me? His name was Steve Hagwood. He was running JLB at the time. Yeah, and I knew he was going to give me the push. So when I signed with Glenn, Glenn was really going through some bullshit on some illegal shit. Yeah. And he, he wound up telling me years later, I couldn't push you because because it is. Yeah, but he was like, little, little, little young ass nigga looking like me with some money came in. Yeah, and he told me he was like, nigga, you was a threat to me. Yeah, but he didn't know I had brought him some shit like let's go. Yeah. Right, right. And my record wind up. I, think I sold like a hundred thousand then. Yeah, and I wound up touring. Yeah, and 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 Al Bell to this day telling like you fucked that project up. Yeah, because you really had something on your yeah. hands. A hundred thousand ain't no slouch at no time in music. Yeah. And, we, and we talking about back then, you know. Yeah, where, where shit was physical. Yeah. No, no streams. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like a hundred thousand no, motherfuckers yeah. had to walk yeah. to that store or go to that store and get yeah. it. So so you you basically in the system now. Like you seeing how mm-hmm. this shit work. You touring. And when you come back home, 
what is the reception like when you telling everybody else like yo this shit is real this shit is possible like oh no they love like like first first before I even dropped the record I had already had a little radio success with top eight at eight f m nine b a so people had already knew like. Your jingle was the shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So then I was writing Reggie Ridge. Reggie Ridge is turning in Detroit out. So I was the jingle man in Detroit, just right. for a player, for all that shit. Yeah. So I was already getting looked at from people even before the records because okay. when Vincent was on their way out, I was coming in. And yeah. My shows was just like, that nigga got Right, so show. you was like the second generation. Yeah. Like the so next. I, I ain't going to say the next. I, I took everything that they were doing. And add it to it, right? So I'm a DNA of all of them guys, yep. so, and and that's so respectable and commendable because so many people wouldn't say that. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Nah. Like, I that's the only thing like I hate about rap. People act like they can't say Detroit. where they get something Detroit. from. Detroit, you feel what I'm saying? Detroit. Period. I remember one time, uh, just uh, this. I mean, it's own subject, but I remember one time I was on the phone with Vince and shit, and Vince was talking to him. And he told M told him just like you said. He said, "Bro, I used to be at them shows looking at you on stage. Like, I this is Eminem telling Vince. Now this yeah. is when Eminem is the biggest rapper in the world. He telling right. Fresh, I thought you were like the freshest person on the planet, he was, he was, and, and that made me want to rap. You feel what I'm saying? Even when we tell people like, oh no, like when Kid Rock was in the city." He was with Vince. Like, right. that's why he can say, like, he was in Detroit. He with, like, a, a, a nigga who people love for rap and who's a somebody. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't like he just was with a nigga from Detroit. You feel well, what I'm saying? Well, well, M was the, the next Kid Rock and Proof was the next Vince, basically. Yeah. That's how yeah. That, that, that whole thing worked out. Yeah. Right. Because and a lot of people yeah. not going to understand, but yeah. we know exactly <laughs> what you mean when so, you say that. Yeah. So even with, even with Proof, when Proof started coming around, I would show proof. Like, he trying to one take. I said, do you see all these tracks? We that's what this shit all. is. Yeah. That's what this shit for. He was like, I don't like punching. I said, when you first record, you know what I'm doing? I'm punching you. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right then and there, proof one of them like, you silly motherfucker. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. So I started showing him. And they were like, let's use the gunshots. I said, use your mouth. Yeah. So then later on, you hear Eminem using, zin, zin, and pop, pop. I said, oh. So when you hear yeah, Proof taught me how to record. Yeah. It was I who started telling Proof how to record. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's lineage, yeah. family tree, legacy. Yeah. That's why we picked that word because, well, that's why I picked that word because I love to hear the stories of the people behind the people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they matter or the person wouldn't matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Real quick, like you touched on it. And that's what's wrong. Like in Detroit, we like to say, okay, now it's, it's a Vezo, a cash dial, and so whoever else, but we keep cutting off. Like it, it started with Vince, it started with the rap mafia, Detroit yeah. one. But then we cut them off, and then we say Street Lords Rock Bottom. Yeah. Okay, we cut them off. Now it's Team Eastside and yeah, Dope right. Boys. It's like we the keep, generation yeah, before they forgetting, just forgetting about it. Yeah, and, and, and they be tied into each that, other. It's like. Yeah. Vince and such and such dad is like best friends so we know that you know who yes, Vince is and yes. we know where this this sound and shit come from but so let's talk about the producer telling you that he wanted 5k for that remix to your <laughs> record and you you wasn't with that so like Lathan Lathan <laughs> Grady you know the guy who made you can freak it in the morning yeah. Lathan I went to Lathan because at the time Lathan was working with Immature yeah, and he had did rock with me for you know Freddie Jackson and all that so my old manager, Al Madden, was like, well, let me take you over there. So we went over there, fuck with Lathan. He was like, yeah, I'll charge you 5000 for the remix. I was like, yeah. 
that's nice, but I I'm gonna just go buy some shit. Yeah, and I rather just I, and I've been producing ever since. I didn't I didn't tell him he was too much. It's yeah. just that I don't have that for you. Right. So right. I went and bought an ASR ten and MPC and and been making music ever since. So who was the first artist that you produced for besides yourself? <clears throat> who was the first person? Uh, I'm trying to see. Was it Jiggy Jack from G Side? Um, I think I heard Doc mention him before. Yeah, Doc J- Jiggy Jack. Jack had a joint called Misery out, and we wound up signing with Too Short after that. Yeah, that's say. what he told us. Yeah. Cause I think Too Short, what for some reason Too Short was just wanting to snatch niggas up in the city, right? Yeah, yeah. And Doc told us that, like Doc Chill, one of our allies, like he he taught us how to do the marketing. So we yeah. we marketed a lot of records. We and he taught us, but he always made sure that people we didn't know about who he thought we should know about, like Jiggy Jack and people like that, he mm-hmm. would tell us about them. Like, oh, you think they sweet? Frogger yeah. D and yeah. all of them. He like he was the West best Chill, freestyler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. feel yeah. what I'm saying? See, me and Doc, me and Doc got our shine at the same time. Yeah, and if it wasn't Doc on the show, it was me, or it was either both of us. Yeah, but my time came right before Doc's. Yeah, and then um, we just was going back and forth. Yeah, but Doc had Doc had a real nice record, and I I just seen myself going into a, a, a whole different lane because I was I was never the rapper. I was. In the music, the, yeah, I was, the just, I was in the music. Like yeah. I, that's this is what I'm gonna do. I I I got started engineering because the engineer would fall asleep. Yeah, not on purpose, but he was working there so long. Yeah, not even that. He was just taking. So you got to think back back then. Engineers was the producer. Yeah, yeah. And we forget that engineers have a life. So imagine coming in at ten o'clock at night, and he don't already started at eight nine o'clock. Right. By the time I get in there with my one or two hours. He like, nigga, I'm tired. But he they really doing you a favor. So he's sitting there, he go upstairs, he go to sleep. I don't, you know, by me DJing, I don't figure this shit out. I hit record run over there, rap, set my next track up on the big old boards. I'm routing this shit. He come downstairs, he You did all this shit? He said, Man, I ain't even gonna charge. You wanna work over here? Yeah. And this was Dave Taylor, which was Tina Marie's guitar player. Yeah. Who yeah. who was my mentor. Yeah. So did you end up taking that? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what put me, that's what he told me. He said, You're gonna wind up being a man in the city. Yeah. He already knew it. Yeah. And then from that, I started producing everybody. And then I just would be whipping beats up like 10 minutes on the scene. And then Hell of a came through that way. And then I ran back to Kid that way. And Everybody was coming, you know, Bombshell back and everybody was coming over there. Yeah, Bombshell. I remember Bombshell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was, I was the same way this shit, like what Hell of Us doing now is what I was doing then. Right. So that's like your formula. So we always say, well, now I got this from Steve Lobel, right? You know what I'm saying? He say the coach lasts longer than the player, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I used to be in management uh, and retail. So I always adopted that mentality. If I can teach you something, you go teach it to somebody who never go meet me. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if I walk in this location and I know you worked with such and such, I know that came from me. Yeah. And I'm proud of them. Right. Because my my teachings go still keep going on. And exactly. that's what I'm hearing when you talk, because that's yeah. what hell of a do now. And yeah. everybody just fall through over there. Yeah. And yeah. He, it's somebody sitting there who learning from him who go go. Yeah. And then people go fall through and they may never meet AK. They right. may never know. Like this is where it came from now talk about getting like what you would consider like i got one with another artist in the city so like if it was your artist because oops entertainment was big but before oops did you have a label well no i didn't 
I didn't even have a label. And Oops, Oops was accidental, exactly what it was. It used to be Oops, WDWD, what do we do? Because everything was an accident. And I was like, Oops, fuck yeah. it, keep it. Yeah. And then it would be funny. People would come over there. They would, I would be doing their whole album, and they didn't know the name of my production. I thought, who the fuck is Oops? <laughs> And I was like, the nigga you giving this check to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh shit, that's you. Yeah. So I, I didn't have a label then. And I, I really didn't want to because that, that shit is so like I'm the person that'll let your ass go if we got a problem. Yeah. Like I don't give a and fuck. And you're gonna have a problem with an artist. Like yeah. it's just yeah, yeah. Because because you gotta think, when you doing the best shit for your artist, you the shit. When you yeah. don't answer the phone one time, this whole ass nigga ain't picking you, up. Right, you ain't because shit. we had a conversation with Esham, and he he put it like I never heard it put like this. They want you to adopt them. That's they, what it is. <laughs> yeah, That's they exactly want you what to it is. Adopt You're, them. Listen, yeah. it's the like management is the worst job. Yeah, yeah man. Because you can get fired, you just can get fired. Only thing they owe you is whatever percentage for the rest of the contract. Yeah. yeah. But they don't even, nah, you can just go. i am got me another match. Right, right. That's why you know you sign them to the production deals because it's it's a little harder. You make it a little out of more. That. Yeah. Yeah, but management is you really got to hold a motherfucking hand. Yeah. So what, what, I mean, you can, you can name them or you could just say like the feeling you got when some when you start working with other artists, like, and you just knew, like, maybe not right now, but like, I see that artist, like, they're going to be. The the guy you like how how you worked on that board. My man knew yeah. you gonna be the man in the city. Yeah, tell me like what artist like did you just know like they got it dog? I knew Helliver. Yeah, I definitely knew Helliver. I knew a new Blade, a new Payroll. Yeah, Payroll definitely. A lot of people say a kid, but I kept telling them like no, it's gonna be Payroll. Yeah, because of his approach. Yeah, and see even with Blade, it, it's stuff outside of what these guys are doing on the microphone. Like, Blade would actually come to the studio and sit with 100000 and count it and be like, hey, um, um, put that beat on a CD. Yeah. I'm about to shoot a move. And he would, I would burn the disc. He would go write his rhymes and come back after he makes some sales, count his money up. At the end of the session, burn me 10 CDs. And he felt like, I got to sell these 10 CDs. No matter what I just so right who here. makes a hundred thousand dollars in the street and, and they only want to make a hundred dollars? So that's letting me know the passion was there. Yeah. Hell of a would sit while I'm doing a whole session for artists and put his headphones on and it just make beat after beat after beat after beat after beat. Then I would tell him, You do the hook like I would tell her, do the hook. You sing it. Yeah. Like I'm one of them people that's you gotta do it. And then Monsi started calling me like, You the Dr. Dre of Detroit. Yeah. Not beat wise, but because producer wise what I though. see in a person yeah. like I can go pull a nigga out the trash and then know, like, you ain't that good this way, but your voice is this. So yeah. we just got to make sure this works. Yeah. Yeah. So that's dope. So talk about, like, working with Blade. Like, uh, all of those people we had in here, uh, Kid, Filthy, mm -hmm. they had uh, Nick Speed. They had some type of Dirty Glove connection. Mm -hmm. Nick Speed did the the, the tape the, with Juan. The interview, right. which you yeah. got. uh yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is hell. That's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, one, one is one is different. You know, Seven the General likes to say I'm the only person that that really can control all these these nuts out here. <laughs> he say, first time I seen you, you tap that nigga one pockets and he ain't say shit. <laughs> so nigga, show my money at nigga. Yeah. So working with <laughs> the Blade stories, I, I like Blade because. They they had the passion, yeah. the dirty glove stories. Wine, 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 wine is just something else, man. Yeah, he's he's a different monster. Yeah, 
I like to see when I know a rapper, like when I've been listening to a rapper from the city, but then I can tell on d- different projects, they discover Juan's music. Because mm-hmm. Juan, like, to be very honest, he wasn't the most popular. Only a select no. type of nigga listened to Juan. Yeah. And I used to have his, uh, I used to go at this girl and shit from the city because we from Angster. And we used to just ride around listening to the real me all day. I'm talking oh, about yeah. We went banging. to Vanguard to buy. Uh, yeah. We went to, we bought. Like, no, no, we bought Stackmaster from Vanguard. Yeah. yeah. But we would ride around and listen to the real me. Like, then she was in the car with her homegirl, her homegirl boyfriend and her. And they was listening to Juan. And she started rapping that shit. She was, he, he was like, what type of niggas you be around to know about this? And I'm like, when we was fucking with Juan, my cousin was the only person who was like, nah, dog, that nigga KDZ got it. Like, mm-hmm. we would usually be like Juan, Juan fanatics. So when I hear a, a rapper and I know they discover Juan, I mean, I could just tell they talking more dope and just you know yeah. what i'm saying like it's yeah. only been a year since your last project like right. you done heard the real me and shit like that but blade was just always wildly popular yeah. when it came to street lords he was a swag yeah like wildly popular you know what i'm saying but then you end up doing like i would say his biggest song to date yeah you feel what i'm saying yeah. how, how did that come about because what people don't know is that's actually a remix yeah <laughs> you feel what i'm saying yeah. They and, don't know. Yeah. And, and and uh chill wheel from Pontiac. From Pontiac. He what said H- it in the rap. Which HG. Yeah. I never met you. I, yeah. I, I've had out of met him. I, I give everybody their credit. Yeah, yeah, he said, boy, would you? No, that's a yak nigga. Yeah. And motherfuckers, it went over so many people here yeah. because that was dog song and then Blade remixed it. So, like, how... Well, he, well, well Blade did the original. Yeah, yeah. Blade was, he on, was on the original. It, it, yeah, it was on Steel Spinner, the yeah, mixtape. Yeah. And see, with Blade, when I, when I first heard about Street Lords... By me being lyrical, fucking with Vince and, and the proofs and all them, Street Lords and all them niggas to me, I was laughing at. Yeah. Was like, but a lot of people say that. I say, these niggas can't rap. Yeah. They, beat, they off. Their cadence is fucked up. They got too many syllables. But at that point, Street Lords was the shit. And niggas was in Kentucky fucking with them in Tennessee. And I was like, am I going to help this or am I going to keep hurting this? Yeah. Right. So Blade was trying to find me. And he went through a floss a lot. Hey, what's AK number? Oh, I don't got his number. He went through somebody else. Ah, he was like, man. So when he finally got with me, he went through a guy named Low Fat. Low Fat say, oh, AK, yeah, Low Fat, yeah. AK yeah. say, because I was I did all the Low Fat shit. Yeah. So he's like, hey, Blade wants your number. You mind? I said, yeah, shoot it to him. The first thing Blade said was, bum, they treat you like the president out here. Damn, <laughs> yeah. can we make some music? So the first thing we did was the remix. Yeah. But we didn't we didn't fuck with that. So then we did, I did a couple of records on Steel Spinning. Yeah. And then I did like a couple of records, I think, on Platinum Masterpiece. Yeah. And he started introducing me to uh, Juan and, and Rook and, and G-Rock and all them guys. But when I would have all of them in the studio, I would tell all of them, I was like, y'all can't out-rap Juan. None of y'all. If y'all on a song with him, don't try to out-rap him. I said, none of y'all got a better voice than G-Rock. Yeah. None of y'all can out-swag Blade. I said, but DZ is the real talent. Because DZ got all the talent. He going to sing. He going to rap. He can, you know, he do a little. And every time I put them on the song, I taught them, let me hear your first line. You go first. Let me hear your first line. Okay, you go third. You go. And I start teaching them how to make songs. Yeah. And then start pulling the syllables out like, y'all, your flow off is this. And that's how I started developing the Street Lords. Right. And then when I did Stack Masters, we was done with that. And yeah. then I was standing in the line and Juan was like, 
I'm ready to do this album, which was the real me. I said, if I come home, nigga, you got a million songs you ain't put out. So what I would do is I'd give him a beat in the morning. He'd come record it at night. Same process. And that's how we kind of uh, knocked out the real me. Yeah, yeah. And so how many joints did you have on the real me? Probably about eight, nine. Yeah, that the whole album, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I remember when I first Cause a lot, Because a lot of guys come to me, like when I first met Helliver, he had did a record for Bree and uh, Coleon. And they just make the beats. But it's me that's sitting there saying, this is what the subject is. Oh, you sound too much like him. Hey, change that word up. Or yeah. da, da, da. So yeah. I'm I'm sitting there really producing a record, even though he composed it. Yeah. I got to tell people, I don't knock the beat maker because Quincy's the producer and then there was a beat maker for Thriller. Yeah. And the nigga without that, if you don't make them beats for Thriller, nigga, you ain't shit. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's nothing wrong with the beat maker. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. And you, you, are you still working on a Blade movie or what's going yeah, on? Yeah, the documentary. It's, yeah. it's really done. I just, you know, a lot of people was like, you should have been put it out. But there's more stories every time I run into somebody. Yeah. Right, right. You know, um, um, I finally had got Lil Blade to yeah. sit down with me. And I'm the type of person, like me and Prophet, we work well together. But Prophet's story is he want to tell you the most craziest shit. <laughs> me, I give a fuck about a person's life when I'm telling my story. Yeah. And I also want to talk to that person because Lil Blade, I, the, the main question I asked him, what did you do when they came in the house and was shooting? Right. That part right there for me in a movie or the documentary. It's worth it. It's worth it. More than me saying, yeah, I remember they shot the house up. Yeah. But if he like, yeah, was, I just remember it was loud. and That made people, it, it pulled them in more. Because when I did the T. Stuggy documentary, my mother was the biggest fan of that. Like, son, yeah, this was <laughs> this, this was good. The yeah. lawyers the lawyers did it for me. How did you get them? Yeah. And I got a way of getting people to talk. Yeah. And they told me, like most of the lawyers, like, I wasn't going to sit down. He said, but I called a few people about you, and they told yeah. me you was 100. Your name good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So talk about T. Stuckey, uh, because you from Puritan. Anybody who saw that documentary mm. know Puritan is basically his. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Uh, I don't know him personally. I just saw the documentary and might have heard some stories. And I remember he was in the paper because he had Scarface on his album. But I remember, was he, like, in the middle of some cars or something? Yeah, yeah, like was, on the back of the posing, CD. Yeah, yeah, like it was cars yeah, was everywhere, S, and I'm like, S, like, who, who, who is yeah. this? You feel what I'm saying? So, like, talk about your relationship a little bit. Me and Stucky is the is the real little brother, big brother. Yeah, like we would in a minute in the studio be cussing each other out and motherfucker, you, motherfucker, you, and then just be like, you better chill. So this is a man, nigga. I'm yeah. a man. So we had a real, real relationship. He respected everything I did. I respected everything he done. And coming off my record, The Step Up Thickness, he seen it because I was on the box and he just was playing the fuck out of Step Up Thickness. And he was recording with somebody else and then he seen that I was, you know, more like deeper into it. And he was like, let's hook up. Yeah. So I went over there and I started helping him, uh, you know, get his record label together, which was Motor City. And then I started producing records for him. And then, you know, in the midst of that shit is when he got shot when he was closing up the record store. But but Stucky was more like a lot of people think the uh, uh, Puritan was his, but he was really like the the fourth guy. Yeah, that was over there running the motherfucker. Like yeah. we, we had we had guys who put Meech them on. Yeah, that was you know Tony Valentine, them type of niggas, and Rick Ridge. Yeah. 
So uh, let's talk about working with Al Prophet because like Al Prophet shot our because we used to rap. So Al <laughs> Prophet shot our very first video, and ever since then, like we, we just, just had been locked it. in. We, like we, Al Prophet been on the show, but we, he was on the show. We went to L.A. when we was in L.A. Yeah. We interviewed him. Like and Rock and Al is real tight. Like yeah. how did you and Al Prophet get together? Um, movie Detroit G Code. I remember that. Prophet was doing some work for my childhood friend, uh, one of the executive producers, the director, Paris Red. And uh, Prophet, first thing he said to me was like, you know, you're the reason I shoot videos. I saw that step up thickness. Yeah. You, you like one of the first ones that shot a real goddamn. And I was like, hey, I need you. So me and Prophet hooked up. I had an artist named Skrill from Puritan. Yeah, I yeah, remember, I remember Skrill. Yeah, and we yeah. shot the first video. I'm, I'm from Puritan. And he was like, I was like, how much? He was like, about 7000 I was like, all right, come get it. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> so yeah, we going we call Donnie up, you know, uh director Donnie. Yeah. We use his camera, which at the time he told me he used it for Transformers when they shot that here. And Prophet he just had some big elaborate thing he wanted to do. And I was like, well, let's do it. So me and Prophet been rocking ever since. Getting in the car, driving to New York, doing documentaries and all yeah. kind of shit. Now talk about uh Skrill for a second because he, he was bubbling. Like it was a yeah. lot behind him. It's two different Skrills. No, I'm talking about George. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it was okay. a it was a lot behind him. Like what happened with that? Is like it just ended well, up well, not working out? Let me tell you this. I lost all the artists on Oops because of Skrill. Okay. Because music at that time was going Lil Wayne T.I. Yeah. And Skrill was that. He sounded more Southern. And I just took the gamble. Like, yo, we're going to put a solo album out of him. So one of my artists, the female artist, KC, she's like, I'm out of here. Then Black Fonz, I'm out of here. I remember Black Fonz. Then too, everybody yeah. started, like, why are you putting it into him? And which they didn't understand. For me, it's business. It's not about friends or love like that. And right. we started getting behind them. And they started seeing the momentum. Like, oh, okay. We get it now. Yeah, but now it's too late. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing, too, where artists, when they uh, sign to a label, they don't get, like, we go do what's best for the label. And actually, if you're second, you'll have a better setup. You well, feel well, what I'm well, saying? Well, he's the guinea pig. Right. Like, so everything have a we learn setup. about, everything we fuck up on them, we won't fuck up on you. And right. then all the money that comes in is going into your, your shit. project because you next. But they don't get that. Everybody just want to be first. That's that's yeah, and, I, and I'm not mad at that. Yeah, like that. like why wouldn't you? But what you gotta ask, what you gotta ask the artists is patience, and then you gotta kind of always cater to their need. Yeah, because like we said, it's it it is kind of like uh, adopting somebody, but not in a bad sense. Yeah. In this type of sense, right? They're putting like their dream in your hand. Depending you on what kids you adopt. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. You got some that's just problem child, some being molested, some yeah. some of them just want a good home and they like whatever you say. Yeah. And that's exactly what it's like being adopted. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like uh you don't even know what's best for you right now because we're taking it we're starting this journey together. Yeah, I might have produced for some people, but yeah. like you're my project to make sure you know what I'm saying? Entertainment is a household well, name. Well, you know what's crazy? Every artist that I've that I've gotten behind and then helped out uh, with their career, Charles Gatermore, you name them all of them. The guy I'm working with right now, Dre Sconey. Okay, yeah. I've I've taken them further than where they ever been. Yeah. When I had the singing group numbers, they yeah. were, they was with Frank Thomas, all the millions in the world with the White Sox. Yeah. And they started off with Mason, who had all the plugs in radio. But I took them further than what they ever had, where I had Atlantic knocking on the door. Yeah. Like, ready to sign them. Yeah. But you look where they at now. 
but they always feel like you're not moving quick enough or you're not doing enough because for they them. don't they just no it's nobody just understand because nah. they want it they they want their vision executed yeah. today well see the, that's the difference when, with this artist Dre Sconey I got right now and it's a blessing for me like he 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 made me he, I was like I don't want to fuck with y'all I hate artists yeah he's like no man you have to and I had did a, a single which was do it for me which was me hell of a and I put Dre Sconey on it. And that's how we worked. And he started seeing how we, you know, pay certain people, get people to do certain things. He was like, I need you. You got to come fuck with my project. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I denied him, denied him. But Dre's the artist that's saying, hey, I got to pay for this cover. They want $400. You got 25 I got 375 I was like, what? I got the guy to shoot the pictures or I got a videography. I got yeah. all that. Um, they just need a card for the camera. Yeah. Take 10 of them, nigga. Yeah. 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 Because like, I'm used to, I'm used to, because right, he's he making it shit. easier yeah. for you. Like what you so used to yeah. is like, wow, like he really want to work yeah. because. If you ain't putting, like, if you're an artist and you listening to this, this just the real. If you wouldn't put up your own money, ain't nobody else putting up no money, Nobody man. putting it up. Ain't no, like, like I just wrote a book, you know what I'm okay. saying? And we said, yo. What's the, the name of the book? The, uh, the book is called Animal Instinct, The Urban Jungle. It's a, it's a urban uh, it's an urban fantasy book. You same know same as plug. For yeah. sure. So when we wrote the book, we got an author uh, ally, you know what I'm saying? And okay. I said, when we go talk to him, bro, the first thing out of our mouth is we got, we got our, our own, own money. money. Right. That, you know what I'm saying? We just yeah. need... The direction. the direction. Well, yeah. see, that's what happened with my deal. When I went to Glenn, I was like, I don't need for you to do shit but put it out. Yeah. And he didn't believe it. <laughs> and then he seen these motherfuckers, a director from HBO, and then he seen the guys who shot uh, Buster Rhymes and them first video all in the backyard, these middle-aged white men with big-ass boards and tractors and yeah. cameras. He's like, oh, nigga, you serious? Right, yeah. And I, and I, that's what, like, once somebody know you got your own money, I'm not trying to use you, bro. I'm trying right. to work, bro. Like, let's work. And we told him, like, bro, we got our own money. And that opened up the door for yeah. what we needed. Right. We told him what we needed and what we we could we could cover it ourselves. Now let's work, bro. If, if, if work can be done with that, you know right. what I'm saying? And that's what artists got to realize, man. If you got your own money and you come and tell somebody, bro, I just need AK because AK know how to produce records. Right. I got my own money, whether that means we going to, or am I getting points? Is we going to have, am I paying you all the way out? Whatever it need to be, I can cover me. Let's work. It's a, it's a whole different yeah. ball game. It's, it's it, going to run way smoother because yeah. we back to this adopting the nigga shit. Hey, look, bro, you might have to feed me one day. No, seriously. You might have to pay for dinner one yes. day. You know, I want to eat the same way when I pay for dinner. My brother played in the NFL, right? For the Buccaneers, yeah. right? Yeah. Played in the NFL. And when we used to go to the mall, you know, I used to be in the streets fucking around. He used to carry, let me carry the bags, make it look like I had some money. I was like, here, nigga, take the bag. So he, 12 bags, walking through the mall. So one day we, we was living in, uh, he got traded to the Saints. And Hurricane Katrina evacuated us to Texas. So we'd stand in Texas. He got all these bags. I was like, let me get these bags, man. He was like, I got them. I was like, no, you know, you used to carry mine. Yeah. But I wasn't carrying the front. I was just like. It happens. The yeah, table yeah, turn. Yeah, like the table that. turn. Yeah, like, like, let, me, let me get them. Like nigga, you're 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 the famous one. Yeah, like, let like, me get them. Like we people would know you or see you. Yeah. Let, 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 I could yeah. be the nigga with the yeah. bag. I, I never <laughs> I never have a problem with like with my artists. 
I'm the one like, let me see your nose. You on stage, you got to get them bookings out. Yeah. Uh, fix your pants. Uh, hold on, you got yeah. some lotion in there. Uh, yeah. I'm that guy that's always making sure that the artist is the artist. Like, get their water, like, where they towel at? Uh, yeah. you got, what's right, the music? Right. Yeah. I'm coming in with everything that they need. And yeah. that's part of you being a philanthropist. That's part of you yeah. wanting better for other people. So yeah. let's talk about your philanthropy. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what got you into that? What did you see that you said, yo, mm-hmm. I can, I, assist, with I can assist with this? Uh, back on Puritan, we had a guy named Mr. Williams when you used to have the, the lunches at the playground. Yeah. And he used to bring the volleyballs and the, the dodgeball, all that bullshit. And we, I used to be up at the park, and Mr. Williams used to be the only guy to bring the, the swim mobile through the neighborhood and do all that shit. And it always stuck with me in my head, but I didn't think about it until I got older. So when I would go back through the neighborhood and all the kids would be like, Uncle Aunt, Uncle Aunt, Uncle Aunt. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start throwing some cookouts on my birthday. Yeah. You want to fuck with me on my birthday? You got to come over here. <laughs> right. I'm so, over here. you know, you got Herc or Dr. Darius. I got rock climbing walls, all kind of shit over there. But people was coming. But I was just giving free food out. And I would bring Tony o. Gates back in, the White Smith, you know. So, you get to see football players. You get to see the people that you. You get to see yeah. the people. So, that's what made me start giving back. But my mother was the first one to be like, you think you're John Gotti? What you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, right. You ain't got to be over here. Yeah, so but you like, do got to be yeah. over there. Like, she, she's so funny, man, because I got, the the, the at the time, of the, the guy who setting up the uh, PA system for Hard Plaza, he cranking the neighborhood to say, why does music have to be that loud? <laughs> <laughs> right. Said, mama, we outside. <laughs> right, we, we having just, a barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Mama just mama. She monitoring the water. They're they, they going to put them bottles down. Get you just, just I'm like, fine. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Always a mother. Yeah, you know but th- but that's where it come from. Me, you know, her instilling it in me, and then me seeing Mr. Williams, and like I said, we had a, we had a real neighborhood back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the only thing I think that's lacking. It's no more neighborhoods. People don't even say uh, they're from this neighborhood. It uh, used to be I'm from Puritan, but that neighborhood, which would be I don't know, because I know Rosedale Park is a neighborhood. I don't right. know. I don't know one to name off of Puritan. You know, matter of fact, I I went to a I went to a barbecue over there before off of Puritan. It was like a basketball court. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I'll never forget it because I was picking a girl up from over there, and it was popping. You're talking about, <laughs> talking about Oakfield. Yeah, it, it was cracking. I'm like, shit, I want to get out. <laughs> you feel <laughs> what I'm saying? She's like, oh, we just going to go. That's, that's what Sean Leonard neighborhood. Yeah, that shit was yeah. cracking, dog. Like, And it just was really peaceful. Niggas was rapping and all of that shit. So I'm like, but... You know, I was on some other shit. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Let's just go. You no value. We, we don't have any value anymore, man. Like, nobody values anything. Anything, anymore, man. And that's a true statement, man. People just. I always say, like, even, like, just niggas being overly violent, right? If they really understood how much it take a life to get here. They would value it more. Like you've never like laid next to a pregnant woman and just look at her like becoming somebody different yeah. because she's carrying another life. Yeah. Now what that life go end up being, we don't know. But it's right. another. It's like some alien shit. Like no, when you can see it. I moving. always say that. I always say that's that's some alien shit. Yeah, like yeah. and like people just don't value it. But that come from not feeling value. A nigga daddy leave, so they don't give a fuck about niggas. Well, see, yeah. T, well, T, well, let me just say this. The media, and I don't mean the media bad because you can use it for good too. What they have done, they have numbed us to shit. Yeah. You know, you know. I mean, you could. We used to have to watch Faces of Death. Yeah, go to the video store just to see. Oh my god, I got hit by a train. Yeah. Oh shit! Now you could just 
on your timeline. Man cuts woman head off on Facebook. Right, yeah, live. The baby threw off the rule. Like, you couldn't see them. Now, by me being able to see that and then watching the video games, Oh, damn, yeah. somebody just got killed. That's fucked up. Yeah. Right, passed away. Like, that yeah. shit would fuck the whole neighborhood up back when we was going like, damn, they that damn. Yeah. Now we're like, damn, who next? Yeah. Right, like, yeah, that's Friday night. Who what's gonna happen yeah. Saturday type of shit. It's, it's real fucked right. up, man. And yeah, cause they, and then that, cause that's how the and then if white people, that's the only picture you see of black people, I understand why y'all scared, but we should be scared of y'all. Y'all kill motherfuckers way more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But exactly. <clears throat> we not seeing that. We just seeing how violent niggas is, and for some reason, people associate violence with gangster. Those two things not the same to me. You Trey got it bad. Let me Did tell you, my, my homeboy smiles. He's part of Dave East management team. The nigga said, "It's fucked up like that up there, okay?" I said, "No worse than Harlem, nigga." <laughs> yeah, yeah, like what? what? But, but the problem again, CNN is just showing. Boom, 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 boom. Right, They're not showing right. no good shit. Yeah. They're just showing somebody in Brightmore, somebody on Seven Mile, somebody on B, right. somebody on. So niggas, niggas be in a, my, yeah, I got gangsters in Atlanta that was like, I'm not coming up there. I said, like, Why not? Like, I'm not coming up there, dog. Yeah, like nigga, your neighborhood is like the same. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like literally, the same thing is happening right but, now. But I guess like, but they that's not the picture yeah. they paint of it. Like, and because like, it's smaller, you gotta like, think we, about I, that. But then again, we don't give a fuck who it is. Yeah. And then that shit with, with the wine is, it was like, it's like, you, you know who I am? Yeah, I got all your shit, nigga. Give me the watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. Come up off that nigga, shit. Yeah, that's why I'm robbing you, nigga. I, I know, know you, you get it. Yeah. You shouldn't have stopped here, nigga. Yeah. And that shit is yeah. crazy, but that can happen everywhere. But then also, uh, compared to them big cities, like, Detroit is so small compared to Atlanta, uh, yeah. New York. So they like, nigga. But you know the difference with that is? Is we're right here. Yeah. They're spread it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nobody's like just right in one spot. Yeah, that's what we were saying. Like if, yeah. if 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 Detroit was like LA, then it wouldn't be no angster because that'd be part of right. Detroit. Right. Running would be part right. of Detroit. Exactly. But all exactly. the Rouge, E course, all this shit that they be hearing, they like, oh, meeting them from Southwest Detroit or they from E course or they don't even know because right. you jump across the street, now you in Rouge. Yep. Like yeah. in Angster, you jump across the street, now you in Westland. Shit. So go down eight mile, you'd be to hit fifteen different cities. Yeah, though. in like five minutes. So motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. don't they don't get it. Cause they be like, nah, no, I'm not from Detroit, I'm from Angster. It's the Metro Detroit area. That, right. I'm like, when you land and they tell you you at DTW. You you're not in Detroit. You no, in fucking Romulus. No. You know, it's funny, like you said that when you go out of town, it'd be more for like, y'all from Detroit? They're like, where you from? Southfield. You're not from <laughs> Yeah, like, just, come on, just say you're from Southfield, yeah. dog. Ain't nothing wrong. How you gonna get your shit on the map? How you gonna get your shit on the map? Because when you come back to Michigan, nigga, you know you're gonna be like, I'm from Southfield. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, what's next for AK? What you got? What you got in the well, pipeline? You know, you know, I've been managing Murder Mook, the battle rapper. Uh, I, yeah, I, I had seen something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when he come up, when he come to the D, bro, bring him up, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I do that all the time. I try to swing him around through it because he loves Detroit. Yeah, like, he really, really loves Detroit. Because he he signed to Busta Rhymes, right? Yeah, Is that still yeah, a thing? Yeah, yeah, he's still with Busta Rhymes right now. Yeah. yeah. How did that come about? <laughs> how did how did you hit to murder? Like how did you start? We, I booked Mook. I, I was the first one to bring Lil Boosie to the zoo bar. And when I booked Lil Boosie, somebody told me to bring Mook. I wasn't really open to Mook. <laughs> that's all crazy. That's a, like, that's a wild combination yeah. of rappers. <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, I was listening to the artists, and they liked Mook, and then they liked Boosie. But it worked. And then when Mook them came in, you know, they was beefing with uh, X Factor and Miles. Yeah, and heavy. I, and I told them, I was like, man, that niggas ain't tripping on you. 
So when they came in, I was sitting there by myself. We used to do this thing called Whatever Weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we used to party bus, and we had a whole St. Regis, like two floors. Yeah. So when they came in, it was like, oh shit, this is naked women. Like, yeah, going it's whatever, Whatever we so get, nigga. When they came, they was really, really worried about. And I was like, they in Highland Park, they not tripping on you. Because so, again, they don't understand yeah. Detroit. And and I get that. Yeah. You, you walk into somebody's house in the dark that you've never been in. Especially you know? with the reputation we had yeah. as far as Detroit, because they, they pick a trick, shit. trick niggas book yeah. you and beat your yeah. ass at the club. Man, I didn't intervene with that shit so much. Yeah, nah, even LL like, Who's no flies on. I was like, for who? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm from here, nigga. <laughs> no, nah, nigga, I'm from, you know where I'm from. Yeah, you better chill. But Moo came in. I gave him a couple of pistols. Like, shit, you my guest. Yeah. If you need to shoot somebody, if they shooting at us, shoot them. Yeah. I said that now you. Part of Detroit. That's, that's what it how is. Get that's yeah, it. That's yeah. what it is. That's it. So me and Mook started working, and the first thing I did, here come the Dr. Dre shit again. He in the studio. He rapping. 38, something, something, something. Nigga this and nigga that. I was like, the nigga's like, you feeling this shit? I'm not moving. He was like, damn, nigga, you know you with this fake Dr. Dre shit. I said, it's 36 hours an ounce. Yeah. You overdundant with this nigga shit. And then he's like, okay, let me shut the fuck up. Yeah. Cause I can't change or fix what's right. I can fix what's wrong. I say, let me listen. Yeah. And from that point, man, he and I developed a relationship like, tell me what you think of this. Even to now where he's doing his rounds, and he'll call me up. I'm like, Yeah, Lux ain't gonna feel like nigga. He's gonna fuck you up on that round. Yeah. So he he just appreciated the ear. Yeah. You know, I even I even had Seagull at the crib. Yeah. And um me and Seagull bonded on that same level. He like, you the nigga with that ear, like yeah. you hear this shit. Hey, I told hey. I told Seagull, I said, leave Jay-Z alone. You're not going to win. Yeah. I said, I don't know what kind of friends you got around <laughs> you, nigga, but you're not going to win yeah, that so you, Yeah, that's a hopeless battle. And nigga looked at me like, who the fuck you telling me? I said, listen, dog, we were his fans before we were your fans. He introduced you to us. Whatever y'all <laughs> beef is, that's y'all beef. We don't give a fuck about that shit. And from that point, he was like, I fuck with you. Yeah, and I'm then he had some ties to the city because I don't know if it didn't work out. We had Peanut up here, mm-hmm. and he was supposed to sign with BMB, but he said, I think he said he is signed, but you know, he he just ain't in the place right now okay, yeah. to make music. You feel what I'm saying? Seagull just was doing a whole lot of bullshit, man. He yeah. was he was lost. Yeah, he was. I mean, that just cut. I mean, I seen what it was like. Meek was coming up like hell of like <laughs> on a trajectory, and sometimes niggas feel like. I put this city on. But one of the first rappers that niggas knew about was from Philly. You feel what I'm saying? Like one of the first East Coast niggas. What's my nigga name? Who ride them banks and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Cool C and all cool of them. Steady B. Steady sure. B. Even, even Will Smith. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like you really ain't put the shit on. Nah. But niggas just, just be. just your generation. Right. Like, and yeah. like these niggas generation is next. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Dre Sconey, uh, what, what's, what, what project is he working on? I know he got a new single, don't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joy Call. Yeah, yeah. I need to get that to y'all. Um, that's what we doing now. We doing this album. He finally wrapped up an album, and um, the boy is he he, he different man. He he going every different lane from a Bruno Mars to a Miguel to some trap shit like Bryson Tiller. Like he he he's amazing man. Like, yeah yeah. So how many uh, did you produce on that? I didn't even produce one record on there. Oh straight like, up. I'm I'm strictly playing the manager role. Like I sit in the sessions and then give my. Opinion. critiques yeah. and opinions like you should put like even with the yay yay it's got a feature with payroll on it yeah and i was like put pay on that record 
Yeah. Like nobody's heard pay on the R&B. I just, that got a video, right? Yeah. I just saw that video. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I just saw that video. Uh, talk about the preview before we get up out of here. The preview. Oh, yeah. man. My old shit. The preview was actually just like what it is when you go to the movies. I was doing something different. I was using a lot of the local uh, talent, younger guys, and I was doing features with all of them. Stretch Money, Doughboy Cash Out, T-Dot, uh, Sino, and I did a whole lot of videos. And it was the preview before I was going to drop my real album, which yeah. was The Last Man Stand. And I was just like, this is just a preview of what you're about to get. So that's what that really was. And where where, where does The Last Man Stand and stand right now? Oh, you still going to do it? That shit's standing right on a motherfucking hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't never going to release it? I, you know, by the way they got this, this, this streaming shit out, I may do a few different things. Like, I'm going to do Oops interview some lost file shit yeah. and I'm gonna do like a doe and screw I'm gonna do a triple team because triple team was Black Fonz Hell of a and Boogie Bandero which I did albums out on them and I got a lot of footage New York shit Atlanta behind the scenes shows so I may release a lot of the um, a lot of the songs with with uh, some of the footage even my old footage I may just let people get yeah, some yeah. songs here and there because YouTube is like we don't give a fuck when you did it. Put that shit on here. Let us, yeah, we act, let us act like we just discovered yeah, you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, have you produced anybody uh, in the industry and got any plaques and stuff for that? Yeah. yeah. Which who you got plaques with? Short LL. Did you get the plaques? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, every nigga yeah, who's yeah. sitting here, nobody yeah. even get their plaques. Like, oh, no, 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 why no, no, not? No, no. I need that. No, 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 no. They, no that that's, <laughs> it's on my wall. They have. To, I have to get my plaques. Yeah. Like I've given up the money for the plaques. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I don't want no money to be on out. Like, nigga, just make sure my royalties right and let me get my plaque. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah. what's the biggest record that you got a plaque for? Probably the LL. I mean, uh, the Too Short. The Too Short uh, Nationwide yeah, compilation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a lot, uh, so everybody loved Black Jesus. Uh, the, you know, the character Black Jesus. Yeah. He was actually a part of that project, right? Because that's Slink Johnson. Slink Johnson is Black Jesus. He used oh. to rap with Too Short. I think yeah. he was on that Nationwide yeah, he was. project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you right, know what I'm you saying? Right. It was a yeah. gang of motherfuckers. Yeah, it, it was Nationwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Joe Riz, a lot of them motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everybody loved Black Jesus, though nobody remember that he used to rap. Yeah. I know, nigga, underground hip-hop historian. I steal yeah. that. You know yeah. what I'm so, so, like, uh, if you could produce one track for one artist, living or dead, who would it be for and why? Is it rap or R&B? Whatever. Like, yo, I had to work with this person. It'd probably be Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, yeah. Yeah, yeah why Stevie Wonder? <sighs> Come on, man, why not? Yeah. Like, Stevie is what everything that we're doing. Yeah. That motherfucker done every type of genre of music. Yeah. And then it has inspired everybody from Charlie Wilson all the way to fucking R. Kelly. Any one of the last ones left. Yeah. Oh, yeah like, I like. I you know who else sing at his funeral? I, I was about to say that because <laughs> I did I did the Aretha Franklin um funeral right yeah pastor paid me because I got the LLD you know LED screens and I yeah. do a lot of concerts so I'm out there working the shit and I was like you know who shit gonna be bigger than hers and nobody couldn't tell me I was like it's gonna be Stevie yeah I said because he started younger than every fucking body yeah so we got a theory. <laughs> Because he started young. Because like we had so many people in here who worked with him. Uh, some couple dancers. We had Brian Williams, Brandon Williams. You know Brandon yeah, Williams. Yeah. We had Brandon Williams in here, and he played on some stuff. And we just don't. We Stevie Wonder is blind, but we don't think Stevelyn is blind, right? And I, we, me and my brother was thinking this because he started as a little kid, right? 
But who was popping when he started? Ray Charles. So what can we do that's better than Ray Charles? A blind kid. And he just happened to last so long. He can't. Why are you at the Lakers game, man? Front row at the <laughs> Lakers game, man. Stevie definitely, <laughs> Stevie definitely blind. Let me tell you this. My mother went to, to elementary with him, Fitzgerald. Okay. And to this the, is the first confirmation we get listen, from a real source. And I'm going to tell you why I know he's blind. Yeah. I said, why didn't you go on a date with him? She was, he was trying to date her. She's like, I just want him feeling all on my face. Because <laughs> that's how he yeah, had I, to, I told her, you should have let him feel on your ass. <laughs> Shit, that motherfucker's a genius. Yeah, the first <laughs> confirmation. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Because okay, like for for instance, the dancers they had to uh, audition, right? Mm-hmm. And they said like the people was like, okay, we gonna go show this to Stevie. How you gonna show it to him? Like you, you show how you gonna show him our audition tape? You feel what I'm saying? But I, I think they, I think they're taught to treat Stevie like he can see. Yeah. Like, we're going to let Stevie say it's good. We're going to. Yeah. Yeah. He probably just say what y'all think. Yeah, I like yeah. the one and three. Okay, one and three. Like, yeah. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Hey, man, we appreciate you for your time. You on social uh, media? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, how the people can contact you? I produce underscore by underscore AK or the, oops ENT or Tone, the, Tone Scott. That's, is that Instagram? Instagram. Are you on Twitter? Nope. So you said produced underscore? Yeah. Produced underscore by underscore AK. Okay. Okay. And then you already told us what you got coming out. Anything you want to say, man, before you get up out of here? Once again, man, we appreciate you. Uh, Only person next on the list for us that produced and had the sound is Helleva. You feel what I'm saying? So we go get Helleva up here, man. It was a pleasure hearing your story. And you always got allies in us because we already had allies. And like I said, dog, I got to say this on air. You look to me like <laughs> fresh, which is Prince Vince so much. Every yeah. time I see you, I be like, man, them niggas is brothers, man. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So, man, Vince we appreciate Vince that. Vince would have been a good, a good big brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he definitely a good mentor, man. Like when we, a, a lady named Trona introduced us, and she was like, uh, y'all got to meet Vince. And uh, well, as soon as we started talking, he was like, yeah, y'all can rap, but can y'all sell? We was like, what? He said, can y'all sell? Will people buy that from y'all? And yeah, ever since that question, he the first person who put us up on big. I was never a big fan. Mm. Vince came through two weeks before the album came out, Life After Death, and the Expedition. With the, the speaker was so loud, and he was so gone off that it's the N O T O. All right, he he just kept playing that back. He said, "You see how he doing that? You know what I'm saying?" And that's who put me up on big because you know we was big West Coast. When I say West Coast, I'm talking Northern California. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? And he was like, "You got to listen to this because." This who if y'all if y'all trying to get in the industry y'all competing with him y'all can like them but y'all got to be able to sell more than him and he just uh, like just showed us so much and he he definitely the freshest nigga I ever seen like yeah Yeah. the nigga furniture was so out cold when we first went over his crib and Vince is just he one of them guys that's always gonna be that yeah yeah I ain't never heard nobody else say nothing. Nah. Other than that, you know what I'm nah, saying? Nah, Vince got it. Yeah, AJ, if they want to get at you, how they get at you? Uh, at TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. At TCE Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If they want to get at me and, order, and pre-order the book, they can hit me on the Instagram at SLJackson3, SLJackson and the number three. The pre-order link will be up soon. The book come out March 3rd, 2020. Uh, 
animal instinct, the urban jungle. Yeah, and it's a good read too. Not because yeah, and it's brother. urban fantasy. It ain't. Yeah. Yeah, it's an urban fantasy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I yep. get to be creative. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm AJ. I'm SJ. I, I want for my brother. Okay. All right. Always rhyming. All right. Yeah. 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 Always a pleasure. Thank you, Thank brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate yep. it.